0: is for those who want to make technology sexy. All the product developers, designers, UX, UI professionals, product managers, CTOs and CEOs. And it is for you. My name is Dr. Peter Resca. My friends call me Dr. Peter. I am your host and I am happy that you are here. We have to know everything about humans to design technology, not vice versa. Those of you following me a longer time, knowing my websites, uh, maybe receiving my reports, will know that I'm using this statement on a regular basis to show my view on how technology development should be. We have to know everything about humans, to design technology, not vice versa. Because everything, very often I see it, that um, there is a technology very well designed. And then uh, we need to find a problem. We need to find a user group. We need to find an application. We need to find the value behind a technology. um, Because we have not really looked at human needs and human abilities, human dreams and wishes. Upfront, And this episode of the uh, Human Technology Podcast is about a book that uh, is Daniel Kahneman's Thinking Fast and Slow that uh, discusses the human brain uh, in its nature from a very, well, let's say, special focus and draws consequences out of this. And uh, what I did is um, I read through this book and uh, took a couple of the theses of Kahneman and discussed them under the aspect of technology development. The book is a very extensive book. It's very complex work he's doing. And um, so I limited myself to extracting three key messages and what this means for for technology development. Kahneman's book is important for understanding humans, understanding their thinking, decision-making, acting, the uh, ability or the susceptibility to errors that uh, we have as humans. Why are we often so wrong when we think and when we make decisions? It is a summary of the scientific work of Kahneman. So it's, um, yeah, he he spent his entire lifespan as an adult in uh, psychological, economical, Uh, Research and uh, this book basically summarizes uh, his his um, the corpus of his life, this uh, uh, scientific the entire scientific corpus that that he produced. I myself, just as a little anecdote, had my first contact with Kahneman in uh, pupil research. So um, I did my, uh, one of my student works, uh, a and, and research work I did as a student, 1987, on pupil diameters of drivers. And um, I expanded that into my diploma thesis, and even my doctoral thesis was on this. And Kahneman, together with a guy called Jackson Beatty, published a paper which is one of the basic papers that everyone who is researching in pupil diameters and mental workloads is citing so that that is one of the number one publications and that was the first time i came across daniel kahneman he is a cognitive psychologist he is a yeah, perception researcher decision making emotion researcher and um, he published a lot on cognitive distortions another fact about kahneman is he won the nobel prize in 2002 and not in psychology i think there is no nobel prize in psychology but he won it in economics And that for the fact that uh, he introduced psychological approaches into economic research. First of all, the idea that humans are not rational. We as humans, we are not 100% rational decision makers, but we are extremely emotional, especially in situations with a high level of uncertainty then we tend to be emotional in our decision-making. And for that knowledge, publishing that, uh, writing about that, he won the Nobel Prize 20 years ago. Why is this so important? Wrong decisions and mistakes can lead to disasters when we deal with technology like cars, like airplanes, like control rooms and chemical plants. So... Um, I have taken these three theses from from the book and analyzed them in terms of their significance for the relationship between humans and and technology. It is a clear, enormous uh, simplification of this very extensive, very complex, very complete book. But at the end of the day, um, I wanted to put this one into an uh, episode of a podcast, so... Not into, uh, let's say, three, four, five, six hours of uh, scientific uh, teaching. So um, it is maybe oversimplified under some aspects, but uh, I'm just doing this here. So it's a reflection on what this book means for the interaction between humans and technology, or as Kahneman writes it in the introduction that uh, he wants to give us an an enlarged vocabulary when we stand at the coffee machine and talk about wrong decision-making. So, first statement. We have two different systems in our brains. There is the intuitive system one and the rational system two. And Kahneman, for my surprise, is not using any other names than System 1 and System 2 in the entire book. I would have tried to find more sophisticated names, and no, he says it's System 1, System 2, that's all. These two systems, their description, their properties, the consequences that arise from them, they are the central component of thinking fast and slow. So, system one is the fast system, and system two is the slow system. And to show how these two systems work, there is a classic example. It's very US-American, but um, doesn't matter. You have a baseball and a bat, a baseball bat. And both together cost $1.10. And the bat is $1 more expensive than the ball. How much does the ball cost? So system one is fast, intuitive, very good when it comes to um, interact in uh, dangerous situations. And so system one will tell us, hey, um, the baseball bat costs $1 and the bat costs $0.10. So we have this $1 versus $0.10 here. When we start to think, we we'll find out this is wrong, because then the price difference is not $1, the price difference is $0.90. So the correct answer is that the baseball bat costs $1.05, and the ball costs $0.05, which adds up to $1.10 and makes the bat $1 more expensive than the ball. So, as I said, the first decision is a typical system one mistake that we make. Um, this is doesn't mean that that system one is not useful or anyhow disturbing. Uh, it is very important for our survival. For example, if there is a noise, if there is an explosion, um, if there is, yeah, some, some, some strange things suddenly happening around you, then, you control your attention it steers your attention towards it so it might be dangerous if there is a strange noise it might maybe maybe important to turn my attention towards it and system One produces these feelings it shows the, the the apparent connections that do not exist they ignore statistics but it steers my attention and without any statistical analysis without figures and numbers, it allows me to do the right reaction. System two is the conscious system. It comes into play when we think, when we analyze, when we reflect, when we focus. It uh, generates conscious actions, self-control, focus, the focus of intention, like finding information on the internet, for like i did the research for this for this uh, podcast episode that was a very system 2 kind of thing that i did and and um, so yeah collecting information and, and analyzing them that is a system 2 activity this focus leads to fading out external influences so the more focused we are on something the less we care about our environment and at the end System 2 is slow, conscious, and, and, this is the big point, it needs enormous amount of mental energy. In the development of technology, we must clarify at an early stage in which context of the interaction between human and technology fast, intuitive, and emotional action is required for example, in, in emergency responses and dangerous situations, and when in the interaction between a human and, and, and a technological artifact, analytical action, analytics is required to avoid danger. So the design should then activate the respective system. System one for the fast, direct low energy responses and system two for the conscious analytical focused response. Second statement that I like to take out of Kahneman's book, the brain is lazy. It is extremely energy efficient. So the weight of our brain is uh, roughly 2% of our body weight but it consumes 20% of all energy that we use. So 2% of body weight, but 20% of energy consumption. And I mean, this is the reason, and, and the brain really loves sugar, for example. And, and you will find writers, uh, I talked to a journalist. And uh, he said to me that he is uh, eating a, a pack of candy before he writes an, an article. And he, so he eats enormous amounts of sugar and then he needs to write it. And the, the brain loves the short sugar, burns that like, like paper and uh, allows this journalist to write a focused article. But if you wait, then half an hour, it is gone. Then right? then you're more or less on the opposite. And this shows how the brain reacts to, to energy intakes. And system one, which takes over quickly, jumps right in, uh, finds a solution quickly and very energy efficient. But this fast and energy efficient solution that we try to tend on, remember the, the baseball, bat, and ball example, is often not correct. It's inappropriate. It's It's not useful that we have. It's not. The, the, the game between or the uh, balance between system one and two is not an either or situation, but it's more like a general activation. Kahneman writes about an example from his research. So, if information is presented in an easy to read manner, system one is sufficient to read it, it's a well written text, and uh, you make the typical system one errors on that level like in the baseball and baseball bat uh, example. If the information is presented in a degraded manner, for example, um, if the fonts are poor or readable, it can be read only with, with greater cognitive effort, then system one is activated from the start, and typical system one errors are reduced in this concept. For the technological development, this means it is necessary to identify which system is more suitable and how it should be addressed in the concrete context of a human-machine interaction. For example, a car, um, the main resource goes into the driving process. So secondary tasks as headlights, horn... Navigation must be able to carry it out with low energy resources. So, as trivial as it is, what is often missing in HMI development is the consideration of the consequences that a typical System 1 error may have. Often, alarm tones or visual alarms lead to steering the full attention to precisely the events that are to be prevented as an example uh, the car detects that there is a an obstacle in front of the car and if you then give an alarm tone and and a signal on a display far away from the line of sight saying there is something in front of the car beep 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 Uh, turn your attention outside then it is already too late because with this uh, signal and with this uh, alarm tone, users will shift their focus away from the street towards the signal that you give them. With with good intention, you want you want to prevent uh, uh, an accident, but you cause it, you you provoke it uh, with with uh, this activity. This third statement of uh, Kahneman Uh, is if the brain lacks information, it judges too quickly based on the knowledge available. One example Kahneman writes about, uh, we have a good and uh, uh, entertaining conversation with a stranger at a party. If a few days later uh, we were asked, uh, who will donate to a charity event? Who can you think in your... Network um, that that could donate this one, we will very likely name the person uh, we were talking to to on on this party, even though we do not know whether this person is donating at all or whether the the, the whether, whether he or she sympathizes with the values of the donation. So here again, our brain is lazy and simplifying. It is acting spontaneously and unconsciously, and very often it generates missing information by itself, out of itself, out of existing knowledge. I had this nice conversation with that person, and so I think he or she may be one that will donate to a charity activity. This is also called the halo effect, the halo effect. Which means it's the expansion of a single isolated fact on complex situations, systems, and persons. So good-looking, attractive people tend to to be rated more intelligent and nicer. So if you have a person that looks good, you believe that he or she is more intelligent and nicer than a person that's not that good-looking. There's also a negative example, Um, poor HMI solutions in in some areas will affect the entire system. As an example, a former colleague um, received his new company car and uh, the infotainment unit was controlled by a joystick, a small, nice little joystick it was a very beautiful car. It was very well designed. It was uh, one of the big OEMs and very nice. And they had this little joystick in there, which was a little shaky and wobbly. And he said he touched this device for the first time and the entire car lost its value. He perceived the whole car as less valuable just because one single device was shaky and wobbly. So that that is the halo effect, and again, created by System 1, because that's easier, that's faster, there's less energy consuming. Economists have long assumed that uh, humans are 100% rational beings, and uh, most economical theories and recommendations are derived from, from this basis. We are rational beings. And when dealing with technology, too, humans are often seen as as reason-driven, as rational beings. And humans, in this context, always make the decision that is most beneficial. With his studies, investigations, uh, analysis, publications, Daniel Kahneman was able to show that this is wrong. Humans are not rational beings which i find very very good system 1 the fast and energy efficient system keeps us making mistakes and making incorrect assessments or it makes just us just sympathetic i have if i have the choice between driving a car that has a high level of safety with airbags and metal everywhere with seatbelts and crunch zones and as an alternative um, I have a Harley at the same price then I personally will always choose the Harley, the motorbike which is a purely emotional decision and this makes us human, right? Or... As John Kahneman puts it in a nutshell, the decisions that humans make can be correctly described as wrong decisions. Okay, quick summary of this podcast episode. Our thinking is determined by two systems. System one uh, works instinctively and energy efficient. It loves aberrations. it loves shortcuts... Uh It is very energy efficient. System Two is conscious and requires a lot more effort. It is analytical and, and it consumes far more energy than system One in order to save energy. Our brain chooses the first system, system one, and the related shortcuts, which can sometimes be misleading. Remember the baseball and baseball bat. Uh, uh, example that I gave you. We are very often not aware of this and so we make mistakes because we place too much trust into the quick responses of the intuitive systems. In order to make accurate judgments we have to critically question the answers from system 1 which first of all means we need to detect them. Do you like the Human Technology Podcast? Why not recommend it to a friend or a person in your network that may benefit from it? The more people are listening to the podcast, the better it's ranked in the different platforms, which again allows more people to listen to it and to grab my knowledge. That's it for today. Thank you for spending time with me. I hope you were able to take something with you and do something for yourself that will be forever. For an ongoing exchange, you will find me on LinkedIn and on my websites, peter-rusker.com and beyond-hmi.de Write me an email on the podcast at beyond-hmi.de Tune in next time, take care, And stay healthy.